Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back, Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Broach. It's 5 o'clock on a President's Day. Thanks for hanging out. We got one more hour. Going in for the 94 WIP afternoon show today. The whole crew back tomorrow. All right, we have a fantastic guest on the line with us right now. The one, the only, Mr. Dan Baker. What's going on, Dan? How are you? How are you, Hunter? I'm ready for baseball season. Oh, I am too. You're giving me the goosebumps just saying that. I got to start here. Your overall excitement for the team taking the field again, getting to see them at spring training, whether it's on social media, whatever, just getting to see the guys and the pop of the mitts. What's your excitement level like? Very, very high. And, uh, you know, uh, having been around quite a long time, you you pretty much know uh, if your team has a legitimate shot, Hunter, uh, at winning. And, And this team certainly does. I've announced some that didn't, and I've announced many who did. And this is one of the ones that that could do it. Oh, absolutely. I feel the same exact way. And and to that, you know, they bring back Aaron Nola this offseason. If you were to lose that arm, it would be so massive. So in your eyes, how important was Aaron Nola returning to this rotation? How important was that for this run? Huge. Huge. Um, he uh, he gives you a lot of innings, and, uh, you know, you need some innings eaters in that starting rotation. You absolutely do. Now, Dan, I got to ask you, we debate this all day long on these airwaves. Kyle Schwarber leading off, right? Just speak to me as a fan here for a little bit. Do you like the idea of the big bopper up top? Would you prefer a Trey Turner or a Stott? What would you do if you were Rob Thompson with the leadoff position? You know, I don't think it's as easy a decision as you might think. Uh, I've heard some of the debate. Uh, with Howard Eskin, you know, uh, giving Rob his uh, suggested lineup with Brian Stott in that one hole, Trey Turner's second. And uh, as you know, Rob Thompson's argument for keeping Kyle Schwarber is in the uh, leadoff position is the Phillies' one-loss record with him there. Um, And for some reason, uh, when he's not batted, Leadoff. Uh, they haven't been as productive from a one-loss standpoint. Uh, I think they could be, uh, 
but I, I don't think it's uh, set uh, which way they're going to go with that. If anything, I would tend to think that Rob is leaning toward Kyle's leadoff because of past success. Yeah, and I like that idea. I'm a big believer of him up there. and it, It's odd. It's different. It's unique. But, hey, it works, and they're consistently making playoff runs because of it. But um, let, let's talk about Reese Hoskins for one second. Unfortunately, wasn't able to stay here in Philadelphia. A big bat, and he's awesome for outside of baseball as well with the community. But how much of a loss do you think Reese Hoskins is on the field? Well, on the field, you know, I, listen, I'm a big Reese Hoskins fan. And, uh, you know, the guy took a lot of pitches. He got on base, uh, had a good on-base percentage, uh, very productive in terms of home runs and RBIs. Uh, and as you pointed out, a great guy in the clubhouse. Um, but uh, defensively, uh, Reese was a little bit of a liability. And so they're they're going to be stronger at first base uh, with uh, Bryce Harper there for a full season, and but we're going to miss him. You know, he helped bring the energy, and you know, um, he did he had some postseason success and uh, cheered for everybody else. He's a good he's a good guy. He absolutely is, and we're talking to the great Dan Baker, and you just mentioned the word postseason, and I just automatically went to the crazy, intense fans, and you're there. You get to experience it. You get to see it all play out right in front of your eyes. What's it like for you to be able to just have what we've had over the last two years? That atmosphere is the best in sports, and I'm jealous that you get to experience the way you do. What's it like for you, Dan? Oh, my gosh. It's so enjoyable, Hunter. Uh, my goodness, um, and w- when the Phillies are winning, uh, I mean, uh, even even in a down year, it is the best place to be on a summer night. Phillies baseball, but when they're winning, oh my goodness, um, you know. When Scott Rowland was traded, and I'm a big Scott Rowland fan too like Reese Hoskins, another number 17. Uh, Scott referred to St. Louis as baseball heaven. Well, to me, baseball heaven is Citizens Bank Park. And before that, Veterans Stadium. And before that, Connie Mack Stadium. I mean, I just love going to Phillies games as a kid, having the great privilege to do the PA announcing for uh, coming up on my 52nd year. Wow. And uh, the uh, it's just great being there. The, the atmosphere that you talked about, uh, the fans are so excited. They're so positive. They're on their feet. Many stood for those the entire postseason games. And uh, it looked like, uh, uh, you know, in the Phillies, 141-year history, Hunter, uh, we have been to eight World Series. Um, I've had the privilege to announce six of them. 1980, 1983, 1993, 2008, 
the Dodgers are going to be really tough uh, with that group they've assembled. And the Braves, again, are going to be very, very good. Yeah, they always are good, and they're always in the mix, which is why it makes this season interesting for me, Dan. And the, the one thing I always want to do before a season begins is set out goals, and goal number one is to win the division, right? But because the last few years went the way they did, which is beat the Braves in the playoffs no matter if they're a wild card team or not, right. I don't know what to do with that information. It's weird to head in going, well, I don't know if I need them to win the division because they're better than the Braves when, the, when it's the most important time of the year anyway. So it's just a weird way to enter the season, don't you think? Uh, the Phillies got off to slow starts each of the last two years. Yes. And, of course, the slow start two years ago cost Joe Girardi his job as manager. But what a fantastic job Rob Thompson has done as Phillies manager. And I, I know they're working hard towards a good start. For 2024, I'd like to see them get off to a good start and overtake the Braves. It won't be easy, but I think it can be done. I think it's I think it's going to be a, a a pretty good race between the Phillies and the Braves. The Braves are a good team, uh, not for a moment, but I minimize uh, what they've done and how well they've done it. But the Phillies have beaten them. Uh, the last two postseasons, and I think they, it, you know, maybe we've had there have been teams, Hunter, that have had the Phillies number. Maybe the Phillies have the Braves number. It does feel that way. Dan, I have one more for you, and they did make a new acquisition. They bring in Whit Merrifield, who would be fantastic from a veteran leadership standpoint, been around the game, very versatile. Your thoughts on the addition of Whit Merrifield and what that means to this club? Great addition. As you know, uh, it looked so promising last year in the NLCS against Arizona. Uh, coming back to Citizens Bank Park, only having to win one of two to advance to the World Series. But I think the guys pressed. It wasn't from a lack of effort. In fact, uh, it might have been too much effort. A uh, lot of swings and misses, chasing balls out of the strike zone, and some of the plate discipline that the Phillies showed when they were playing their best baseball uh, was absent uh, those last two home games. Uh, I never dreamed that we would lose both of them. However, you know, teams go through slumps and uh, have their up and downs and um, Whit Merrifield uh, is a guy who has plate discipline. He has a low strikeout rate. He puts the ball in play. And if we could have done that a little bit more in one of those last two games, uh, we would have advanced to the World Series. Um, so I think he's a good addition. Uh, he's a three-time All-Star. He led the American League in stolen bases um, three times. Um, gets a lot of hits. Uh, I think he had over 200 hits one year. And uh, very versatile. 
you know, second base, uh, can play other infield positions, and uh, every outfield position. So I think he's going to be a, a good fill-in, which, uh, you know, he's been accustomed to starting. Uh, but it's great to bring someone like him off the bench or to have him fill in when uh, Rob wants to give somebody else a break. Hunter, I think Whit Merrifield uh, is going to be a, a great addition to the 2024 Phillies. I agree, Dan. Listen, it was a phenomenal 12-minute experience talking to you right now, thinking about this baseball team. Just hearing your voice brings us down to Citizens Bank Park. I'm sure everybody listening agrees. I can't thank you enough for taking the time out of your day to speak with us, and we're excited to hear your voice again. Now batting for the Phillies, second baseman Hunter Brody. Wow, that's incredible. Thank you so much, Dan. I appreciate it. You're welcome, Hunter. Have a good one. Wow, Dan Baker. I got goosebumps. You can hit second base. See me over at Sam. I taking Bryson Stott's uh, role here. How about that? Wow. Phenomenal. You hear his voice, and you just hear Philly's baseball. I'm a little giddy right now. I mean, I, I've spoken to Dan Baker many times, but it just hits the same every single time. It's, it's Dan Baker. Dan Baker. 215 592 Now batting for the Phillies, second baseman Hunter Brody. Dude, I need to make that my alarm clock instead of the annoying iPhone. Eh, eh, eh. We might do that. Or maybe the ringtone. What do you think? I mean, your, your name objectively isn't one of like the best. What do you mean? It's, I mean, it's no JT. Like it's, it's not bad. What if he went Bros instead of the full name? Or do you like the full name concept? I, I like the full name. But it, either way, it's no Whit Merrifield. No, it's that's not. Ga- that's going to roll. That's got, yes. I mean, it's no Bryce Harper, unfortunately. Right. Unfortunately. Castellanos. You know. There's a little, there's more enunciation in some of them. True. And, and uh, funny thing about my name is, back in the day when I was grinding in this business, I still am, and I'm okay with that. But when I was grinding, grinding, I used to put together these reels, right? And I would send them to people in the industry. And one of those people was John Marks. And do you know what his response to the email was? I told him this, too, actually. We were cracking up. His response was, Hunter Brody, huh? It seems like a nice name for the, um, how should I say this, um, the, the, the adult industry. That was his response to the email of my of my uh, content, you know? I'm like, and it was it was radio content, to be clear. And I'm sending him audio, and it's like, yeah, you know, I sent it to a bunch of different people, just like anybody else would, trying to get their foot in the door. And he goes, oh, Hunter Brody, huh? That sounds like a great name for an adult industry. He used a different word, but yeah, I'm like, all right, thanks, Johnny Marks. We crack up now, though. It's pretty funny. All right, 215-592-9494. Also, let's not forget about our happy hour here. Guida Happy Hour, sponsored by Guida Door and Window. Take advantage of Guida Door and Window's big winter sale through February. Receive 40% off all windows and doors. Call 1-877-GO-GUIDA or visit go-g-u-i-d-a.com. All right, let's go to the phones. Let's go to Sean in Pine Hill. Wants to talk a little, Phyllis. What's up, Sean? You're on WIP. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are you, Sean? Good. A um, couple Phillies points. Uh, I think an under player that's on the radar, if Rojas bats 240, 240, that doesn't sound good. I think this team rolls because 
the Phillies have been complaining they don't have a center fielder. Well, they have a defensive center fielder. I think that is going to improve every year. But hitting, if he bats 240, I think we roll. Oh, dude, 240, I'd sign up for in a second, especially in today's era. We have Kyle Schwarber, our leadoff guy, hitting 196, and I'm, I'm here throwing parades for him. So I know it would be different and all, but 240 in today's era batting average, yeah, I, I would take that out of Rojas any day of the week. Your nine-hole hitter, no doubt. All right, I got two more points. Uh, Wheeler, do you think they offer, like, this is my extension. I would offer 3105. 3105. So what does that put him at, like 30, 35 five, a year? 35 like a year. Uh, yeah, I think he'd be interested in that. Yes, I think that would tickle okay. his fancy. And I think they need to do that. Just get it. I think he wants a player. If you throw that at him, I think he's here. And um, the other question, too, is I want to see uh, in spring training uh, Mercado. The pitcher they got in a trade from Tampa Bay. He pitched in AAA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, a, I'm aware. Yeah. yeah, so you're interested any, any, in him. Yeah, any pitcher that comes from that team. I know. I know. They, they didn't have. They didn't have room for. You know what though, Sean? You know it's, it's funny because when Jose Alvarado came here, it's always well. Why did Tampa let him go? Whenever someone gets let go from Tampa, or just in general, your 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 sort of um, your radar goes off. Like, huh? What do they know that we don't know? You know what I mean? Yeah, but the thing is, they said they didn't have room for him. Yeah. So, if you take a pitcher from that team that just produces from the farm, I mean, that's a guy that I'm going to keep an eye on at spring training. I love it. Thanks, Sean. I really appreciate it. All right. See you, man. All right. Have a good one. All right. So, how about that? 215-592-9494. We do have some audio from Whit Merrifield, who did speak today about why he came to the Phillies. So, let's take a listen right now. I've been a three-time All-Star. I've led the league in hits a couple of times. I've led the league in solo bases. I've led the league in all these different things that I feel like I've proven that I'm here and I can play. Um, I was an All-Star last year. I've done that. I want to win now. And so I'm here to do whatever I need to do to win and to help this team win, whether it's sit on the bench and be the cheerleader for 162 games. I don't think that's why they brought me here, but you know, if that's what they want me to do, um, I just, I just want to win. Sounds like a pro's pro to me. Sounds like a guy who knows what his role is, and I just hope that they allow for him to just be that role. Let's try and not get too much out of him. My biggest fear is because he's so used to and accustomed to playing so much that they want to filter him in so much throughout the regular season that it comes to a, to a disappointment with somebody else, meaning he's taking time from Bryson Stott against lefties. I want to see Bryson Stott continue to grow. I really do. And Alex Coffey, who does an amazing job for the Inquirer, she's put together some really awesome pieces as of late. And one of them was in regards to Bryson Stott. And they were speaking with Kevin Long and trying to figure out exactly what to do with him next year, just to be more aggressive, be more selective when aggressive as well. And this is part of her piece on the Inquirer. The key will be finding the time and place to use his aggression. In hitting coaches Kevin Long's opinion, an OO count is that time. Stott swung at the first pitch only 99 times out of 585 at-bats. But when he did, he was rewarded hitting 384 when he swung at an OO pitch versus 259 when he didn't, which is crazy. And that grand slam in the playoffs also came on an OO count. So not just was it lefty-lefty, but it was lefty-lefty and an OO count, which is 
pretty remarkable just from the sense of, you know, you're trying to work on certain areas and Bryson Stott delivers on those certain areas during the big game. But I'm always looking at the other side. And what he does so well is he works at bats and he works 10 pitch at bats. He fouls a ton of pitches off and he'll make someone's pitch count rise from 30 to 42 because of how much he grinds you down. And if he's first pitch swinging, I feel some at-bats, he's, he's, this is a learning curve, right? It's a process. So there's going to be some time to uh, sort of have to uh, adapt. And he might lose some good at-bats because he's trying to apply this part of his game to his craft. And, you know, if it's better for the long run, then you live with the the experience. But is it going to hurt him if they try and apply this very aggressive OO count thing to his game? Just something I'm monitoring, that's all. Let's go to James in Southwest Philly. Hey, James, you're on WIP. How you doing? I just want to say I'm in favor of Nick Sirianni because he ain't do nothing but win since he's been here. And even though he had bad six weeks of the season, you can't disqualify that the man been winning since he got here, right? And, Hunter, I want to say this is how I would fix the All-Star game, right? Okay. I would take – you know how every – NBA team has a G League affiliate? Yes. I would take one playoff for every G League team and make an all-star team to go against the NBA all-stars because a lot of them G League players got two-way contracts. So you want a G League all-star team play the NBA all-star team? Is that correct? Yeah, because look how Matt McGlung won a slam dunk contest two years in a row and ain't get called up yet. He got called up once by the Sixers and once by the Magic, but he ain't played an NBA game yet. How do you think the NBA players would feel going up against them, though? They would, they would play. It would make them play harder because they know that the uh, GB want to beat their big brothers, so they know that'll make them play a little bit harder. Okay, might, and let me play the other side though. From the fan level, right? I'm just talking through this with you. I, you know, I don't know how to fix it, but will fans be excited to tune in on a Sunday night at eight o'clock to watch Mac McClung play LeBron? I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm asking. No, I don't they, know. they might not. They might not. You might not get a whole bunch of fan viewership, but they might want to see what some of these, if some of these GB players can hold their own against the NBA guys, because some GB players do have two way contracts. Yeah, I mean, look, I just, I'm picturing of the spectacle, right? Like Jay Z, Beyonce. People go to these events, they sit courtside, they dap everybody up. I find it hard to believe that Jay Z is going to be walking in there all fresh as hell to go watch Mac McClung uh, 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 play play basketball. But maybe I'm wrong. No, you, no, you, you could be right. But what I'm saying is, like. 211 points, man, they ain't playing no defense. They, they, they out of pocket for You're that. right, James. Listen, before before I hang up, let me say a couple things before I hang up. Right? Okay. And I want to give you a trivia question if you can answer it. Ooh. Right? Um, There's two Eagles. There's two Eagles passing. No. You drop off? I didn't do that. I didn't do that. Hmm. I wanted the trivia question. That was interesting. Two Eagles pass rush. How do I answer that? Flet- uh, uh, I was going to say Fletcher Cox, but no. Uh, Hassan Reddick and Brandon Graham. I hope that's the answer. Damn. All right. Uh, we will have the top five at five on the other side, so that's going to be pleasant. I can't wait to hear from you, Ben. This is going to be electric. And and your phone calls at 215-592-9494. As we roll along with our final segment of today's phenomenal program, I'm Broads. This is 94 WIP.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Sports Radio 94 WIP. This is the afternoon show on Broads. It's our final segment. Today flew by and so much fun, but it's not over yet. All right, we're going to check in on our Twitter polls, which is brought to you by Mark's Jewelers. Looking for wedding bands or bridal party gifts? Shop Mark's Jewelers' extensive collection for the perfect gift. Online, marks-jewelers.com. So, who do you have more trust in entering 2024? Rob Thompson or Nick Sirianni? Now, before the show began, when me and Ben were kind of putting together the show sheet and hanging out, we thought maybe this would fall around 90-10. But we were just curious to hear from those 10 percenters of Nick Sirianni people because it's fascinating to hear the other side, even if you disagree. And we ended up falling with our final check in here at 84% Rob Thompson, 16% Nick Sirianni. So there was a little more out there than we originally projected. And then our second Twitter poll, which we updated after the news started to pop about um, uh, Mike Trout, excuse me. Just had a blank there. Mike Trout out in Anaheim. Maybe he ends up leaving eventually and asking for a trade. Would you rather the Phillies make a Mike Trout trade tomorrow at the deadline or next offseason? And tomorrow leads the way at 56%. So I appreciate all of you guys who tuned in and did vote on the Twitter poll. But now it's time for Ben Kenny's top five at five. Five thirty, top five at five thirty. Oh, that's right, my bad. Um, all right. So we talked about it earlier, but something happened last night that I think these days is one of the most fun things to complain about in sports. And we did some complaining. Yes. Many people did their complaining. Yes. I have my top five though. Okay. This, it falls on the list. Number five is the manager pulling the pitcher too early. Like classic, classic Rob Thompson complaint. It's fun on a post-game show. It's good to get the calls. Like, nothing gets the people going better than when a starter's through five innings, maybe no hits, maybe a lot of walks, and his pitch count's at, like, 110, and he gets pulled, and people lose their minds. You know what my favorite one is? It's it's the one where it's, like, they're at six and a third. They're sitting at 99 pitches, and they just walked somebody. So, okay, look, maybe it's time, right? And it's an obvious time to go to the pen, yet they feel it's the most irrational decision in game 36 against the uh, Baltimore Orioles. Like, dude, he's at 99 pitches and he's in the seventh inning. That's a reasonable time to go to your pen. 
Well, in the playoffs, it's fun, too. Well, that gets a little because bit nicer. Well, then it's real. You're cutting the population in half there. Sure. You yeah, that, that definitely makes the stakes a little higher. Um, <laughs> but we get, like, oh, back in my day. Back in my day, they pitched 150 pitches, and Nolan Ryan threw no hitters with Tommy John. Imagine if they signed Blake Snell and what we would have to oh deal with gosh. after five innings every single outing. That's the worst. Yeah. Um, That's a right. good one. That's five. Number four. Games not being on linear cable. Now, Dude. this this hits me hard. Excellent. Because I love Big Ten sports, football, basketball. And nowadays, they're pushing it towards streaming. And because NBC owns a big uh, segment of the rights for football and basketball, they play a lot of the games on Peacock. And Peacock isn't like Paramount Plus, which is kind of like CBS, like you're streaming the live CBS feed. Yeah. This is like you can only watch it if you're logged in. And I don't have an account. I like I, I don't have five dollars I want to spend on it. It's a matter of principle that they're moving the games off linear cable to these streaming services. And every time Wisconsin plays one game every two weeks on it, I'll complain. And the and the, the worst thing about it though is now you're starting to see these companies actually rally together to make a platform where we can get three different Well, hold on a second. We're getting back to cable. Like, the idea of cable is you can watch everywhere or everything under one place. You get your cable box. You have all the channels. Now we're going to streaming, and then the streaming services are are, are marrying together so we can watch it in one place. That's cable. So, anyway, that's a good one, buddy. Yep. Um, ESPN Plus is the one thing I'm in on. That's a good one. They got college hockey, baby. Well, they get your pro hockey. Yes. And they get my golf. I get the Thursday morning first group out. First tee time. <laughs> um, what time do you place your first bet for the first? What, what time's the tee off? The first tee off in this Genesis event on a Thursday. Well, if, if it happens on the West Coast, then it's then it's later here. True, true. I could just see you waking up at three thirty to make sure you get in your Jordan Spieth bets. But although he does not assign the card properly, um, yeah, as he and he was rightfully disqualified. Uh, number three, most fun things to complain about in sports: the NBA All Star Game. Um, I I was complaining about the complainers a bit because it kind of gets excessive when people are so over the top about a thing they're actively watching. Just, like, turn it off. Like, move on with it, your day. It's a controllable. Exactly. But that said, I mean, it's the easiest, like, I, it might be a cliche that there's no defense played in the NBA these days. Like, what happened last night is an affront to the game of basketball. Like, whoever invented the game, Naismith, right? That's his name? Would, would be embarrassed at what happened on the court last night. Seriously. You're killing me, dude. I agree. I mean, I agree with you. You're you're just you're on a roll. Keep going, man. I love it. A plus so far. Um, number two, this is actually my favorite, my personal favorite. Analytics in football. Like analytics in baseball is fine, but it's like what really is it, right? It's Schwarber hitting first. Analytics in football, when you're Dan Campbell with a 17-point lead against the Niners, and the nerds upstairs just tell you to keep going and keep going, and you never take the points. Nothing is better than watching those decisions fail and then blaming the nerds. Okay, that's that's fair, but there is another side to this, though. I'm not as anti-analytics as you are. I don't love them at times. You shouldn't be going for a, uh, was that a two-point conversion, seven yards from the, no, like that's that's pathetic. Reckless. Yeah, that, exactly. That's reckless. That's stupidity. And I would make the argument, I guess that's probably anti-analytics and more gut feel. I have no idea what you was know, told. It's, just, it's dumb. It is it's, dumb. it's really dumb. It's dumb football. But how about the teams that win because they use it? And we don't ever get a chance to rip them. Like who? I don't know. I'm sure the Chiefs. 
Well, like part of it is. Here's the thing. Like, like, does it matter? Sure. Like, it can help. But there's something about football that kind of brings it away from what the math says. I agree. Like anybody watching the game, I'm sure anybody at that game, the Niners and the Lions, could understand that as soon as you miss a fourth down, you allow the Niners to think they have a chance, which then allows your your receiver to stop dropping every ball, your corner to hit, have the ball hit him in the face. So you open the door for disaster. Now here's where I think it's good though. I like how football has changed where it's fourth and two on your own 46. And it's a calculated risk that you can go for. I think analytics helped out some of the fourth down go-fors that I do like. But it also comes with the ones that I'm like, what are we doing here? Or a team that goes for two to make it a six-point When they get a little creative with the two-point conversion. Well, that one I'm in on. So you like that one. No, I no, don't like that one. one. That's, but th- I don't think that's analytics. I think that's simple math. But isn't that analytics? That We never played that game that way. We never played football that way until analytics became more of a focus. It no was, one would ever do that. Well, nobody did the math equation. But I, is it the math equation analytics? No, well, no. I'm talking more of the, you know, the win probability okay. divided by the, I gotcha. you know. Okay, okay. That. That's fine. They're, Taking it out of the hands of the gut feel who can actually feel the team and what's going. Like Doug Peterson in the Super Bowl. He knew he had to go for it because they were never going to stop Brady. Dan Campbell, if he had just kicked a field goal, you keep them at arm's distance. Like, it's managing the game. Okay. And, um, okay. That's number two. Number one is a layup. It's umpires. Like You're not an Angel Hernandez guy. Well, I'm an Angel Hernandez guy because it's it's so fun to get angry at them. Joe West, although I think he retired, didn't he? He retired. He did retire. But if we go to robo-ums, I don't think people understand that we are going to be missing a very integral part of the baseball experience. And that is complaining to no end about how terrible the umpires so are. So let me get this straight. You don't like how we complain about the All-Star game, and you're complaining about the complaining, but you like how we complain about umpires, and that's part of the game. 100%. Okay. I, I see your vision, I guess, in, in the complain department. Well, that was an excellent top five and five, my friend. I have I have honorable mentions. Oh, yeah, so. please do. Please do. The umpire one, though, is I, I'm with you there. I do feel like it's a part of the game, but at the same time, if it's the World Series and it's a 2-2 count and you really botch a call that hit the inside part of the play, what do we do? It's the World Series here. I mean, you can't be screwing that stuff up. Yeah, I could be. Well, I, I think the umpires did pretty well in the playoffs. Like, the, the idiots usually, they keep them in the regular season. I'm fine with robo-umps for the World Series. Okay. But in a game in July... Now we're talking. Like, let me complain about the first base umpire who can't see. Um, Honorable mentions. Keeping Florida State out of the college football playoff. Load management in any sport. The fact that... Well, I guess all-star games. I already had this. Um, A team's run-pass ratio. Just, like, not not committing to the run. So, hold on. Are you... What don't you like? Can you just kind of give that one a little bit more detail? Are you pro or anti? I, I enjoy being able to complain when teams don't commit to running the football. <laughs> you're unreal. I, I love it. I, I see it in college all the time. Well, yeah. Well, pass, you, pass, pass. You're you're a sicko. Don't you also enjoy Iowa football? Or you bet against it? I love it. Yeah. Do, yeah, do they, you love it, though? Or do you just bet against it, and that's why you like it? No, I take the under. Oh, you take you yeah, with what they do. Listen, right. the Chiefs just won a Super Bowl with the best special teams game I've ever seen a punter play. Their punter was incredible. Special teams was And people look down upon it. They won with defense and special teams. And then the 49ers, yeah, 49ers screwed up, missing a block. Uh, well, yeah, it was blocked. It was the Chiefs special teams. Yeah, special teams was big. So that's what you got, Florida State. 
Yeah, and the last one is a head coach's sideline demeanor and antics. But everybody at the station is already good at that. Now, how do you feel, just to add a little bit more onto that, how do you feel about the guys who have a, a person to make sure they don't do anything wrong on the sidelines? The holdback guy? The holdback guy. Uh, it's That's smart. That's so good. you're pro holdback guy. Yeah. No, I'm more talking about the week everybody did hear about Sirianni after the Chiefs game. Uh-huh. You're unreal. I love it. You're way <laughs> at the – it's funny because on social media, I obviously know you now. When I read your tweets, I read them in – in your delivery, like your uh -huh. tone, your sarcasm, your delivery. Like, I actually laugh. It's like, oh, my God, it's one of a kind. Because otherwise, uh, otherwise you look at them and, you know, what's wrong with that person? Well, I mean, people say that about me every single day. You can't take that as a as anything with meaning. You know what I'm saying? There's mm -hmm. people out there on the social media streets. They're fake. It's not real life. Yeah. Well, Got to remember I, that. I, I I did get someone good. Um, You know, the speed thing with how he was disqualified? Yes. So I was, I was um down in the basement. And they were replaying the round in which he got disqualified. And I'm not going to watch anything else except for the replay. And and Speed shows up on the hole, which he incorrectly marked his scorecard. And I tweeted the picture and said, Speed just made a sloppy bogey on four, only three back. Feels like it might have cost him the tournament. And I got people in my mentions being like, oh, my God, that's so funny. It did. Hold on a second. So there you go. Did you watch it in real time? Yeah, and then you rewatched the replay of the golf tournament. It's it's the only way I can exercise or get anything done is it's on in the background. That's amazing. You already saw it though. If you didn't see it and you're catching, like I watched a rain delay one day because they weren't actively golfing and I didn't catch the day before. So when they're throwing on the previous day, I didn't see any of it. That's fine. But if you're gonna go psychopath, rewatch something you already watched, that's a little nuts. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. With that, I mean, listen, that, that's brought to you by Mount Holly Nissan. New 2024 Nissans are arriving daily at Mount Holly Nissan. Minutes from everywhere, just over the bridge, online at mounthollynissan.com. All right. So 215-592-9494. If you do want to hop on board with the conversation, thanks, Ben, for a phenomenal Top five at 530. Uh, but realistically, the moral of the story today and the conversation was really all about Phillies baseball in particular. We da danced around a bit. We hit on the NBA All-Star game and how dumb it was. And we hit on some other things, Nick Sirianni and what his role is going to be as head coach next year when there's two new coordinators that are in demand of their respected side of the ball. But the meat and potatoes, if you will, was about the Philadelphia Phillies entering next season and where you stand with Rob Thompson. Because I think a lot of us appreciate what he has done to this point in regards to getting us to really deep playoff positions. But once you are there, does he have something in his DNA that's going to hold us back? Now, full disclosure, no, I don't think that's the case. I believe in Rob Thompson. I think he can adapt. I think some of his decisions that he has made that has failed might not necessarily fail down the road. Like going to Craig Kimbrell, again, was, was a mess last season. But if he does have a – 
a dude who legitimately close. If he goes to Jose Alvarado next year in the NLCS, and and that's his go-to guy this year, and and he's willing to use him in a game three in a game four scenario, it may work out this time. It's not Craig Kimbrell. It's not a guy who's on the last hole of his 18 holes here, and someone who has so much wear and tear and all those saves. So maybe because Jose Alvarado is fresher then you actually can go back to him in a game three, in a game four. So maybe we're panicking or or reaching, looking for reasons why this won't work more than we need to do. But there is something about his stubbornness. He is stubborn. And I like stubborn in sports. I do. This is what I do. This is my game plan. This is how I run my show. Whether you're a head coach in the NFL, whether you're a manager in baseball, if you're a hockey coach, I don't care if you're Nick Nurse or whatever. This is how I do things. I got to this point by sticking to my guns, and and I'm okay with that to a point. There needs to be wiggle room. All I'm asking for out of Rob is a tiny bit of wiggle room because if he's a 9 out of 10 right now, and just in regards to being a manager, if 10's the best manager you can be, and I think Rob's at a 9, and I'm just kind of speaking out loud here, throwing random numbers out, well, how can we get you to 10? What can we do to jiggle uh, uh, Rob Thompson a little bit to get from nine and shake it out a little bit? We get the 10. What can we get out of him to get him to 10? And maybe it is some of these decisions like when, when you pull Zach Wheeler in the World Series game six and you focus so much on Jose Alvarado versus your Don Alvarez, it can't happen. Like the game was scoreless through five innings, if you remember. World Series game six, 0-0. Zero, zero. Of course, Kyle Schwarber in the six hits a leadoff home run. I just got to make sure that that's known because he bats leadoff. So if he bats leadoff, he gets more at-bats. And then in the sixth inning, it comes to the top of the order. And since he bats leadoff, he gives the Phillies a, a, a really big home run there as a leadoff guy, which he deserves to be. So now you're in a predicament where Wheeler throws the ball and hits somebody, and then he, he allows a single. And you go to Jose Alvarado, and it backfires big time. The counter argument, though, is Rob Thompson can look back in that same series and reference a time where, and they use the word pocket, and I like that. They looked for the pocket of Jordan Alvarez earlier in the series and won a game by focusing on Alvarado versus Jordan. So it works one time and it backfires another time. And Rob could stand up in front of the meeting and go, what do you want me to do? I mean, this is our best matchup. You have to leverage your best lefty against a machine like Jordan Alvarez. It worked for us once. It backfired a second time. Then I would say, yeah, but you're forgetting that Zach Wheeler's great and Zach Wheeler's phenomenal. And if I remember correctly, that hit by pitch, was that when someone leaned in five feet over the plate because he, he, he was he was terrible and he was horrible and his last name starts with an M. I'm just drawing a blank here. But regardless, uh, he was so bad. He's leaning in, trying to get hit because he stinks so much. And unfortunately, it worked out for them. But Rob's got to be sharper with some of the details. I need some wiggle room from Rob Thompson. And I'm, I'm excited, though. I, I really am. I'm excited to get back to the ballpark, even when we had on Dan Baker. And I, I just, it feels weird. Mr. Baker. I feel I have to go Mr. Baker over Dan Baker. But when we had him on hearing that voice, I picture drinking an IPA, maybe on the first base side, let's say 30 rows up or so, whatever. I'm just hanging out with the family, with some loved ones, kicking it, giving some high fives around to the people next to me after a Bryson Stott double scores two runs and 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 the place is on fire like it's electric down there I pictured myself being right there at CBP and there's just nothing better there's nothing better it's the greatest let's go to Andrew in Exton who wants to talk little Phil's what's up Andrew you're on WIP 
Hey, man, how you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm great. Looking forward to this Philly season. Yeah, me too. Me too. What's on your mind with Rob? Well, hey, look, I, I think we got a great coach right now, and I think it's a little churlish to really be nitpicking. I get it. Like, we can go back to, like, World Series games. Those are the easy times. But he keeps these, this team moving. He gets the best out of players who probably need to have a relaxed environment. He pushes players who need, who need to be pushed. He lets the other players like JT, I guess, you know, Bryce, whenever he needs to push people, he lets them do it. Schwarber do it. He's the right coach for this team. I don't even think we should be nitpicking on the 9 out of 10. He's a 10 out of 10 for us. <laughs> we haven't had that long time. Yeah, I mean, look, obviously it's just discussion here on Rob because, you know, I actually, where did this, I think it was, I forget what day it was. I was on a couple days in a row here, so I forget what show it was. But it was brought up by a lot of callers about Rob, and they don't like the way he manages. They don't like the way he puts the lineup in. They don't like the way he pulls Zach Wheeler. And it just made me think, are there people out there that feel that strongly where they think something's missing out of Rob? And, um, you know, I'd say majority of people are, are sort of where I am, which is he is very good good and there are some parts to his game managing that scare them when it gets to the big moments but you know at the, at the same time the Houston Astros were better than us there's no denying that the Astros the time they lost the World Series were a better team was that a managerial problem or was that just the Astros are great you know what I mean so that's the flip side of it too yep yeah and, and that team was better than us I think I'm looking forward to how he manages this roster knowing that he has the same guys pretty much from the last couple of years does he play Garrett Stubbs more what does he do with Bryce if he has a back issue at first base? Where does he loop in Schwarber and left field if he ever needs to do that? I think that's what I'm looking forward to in this next season. All right, thanks, Andrew. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, he definitely has a, a new look on it all with Bryce playing first base. Bryce being available at the start of the season, which was not the case. So now you get a full run of Bryce Harper, and, you know, it just things are starting to fall into place more. JT does have a lot of miles on the tires. Now, I don't want to see backup catchers. I, I don't watch my baseball team to watch Garrett Stubbs play baseball, with all due respect to Garrett Stubbs. But you are starting to get up there with innings caught for him and and for JT, that is. And it's been a common theme for a few years in a row. So if, if this is part of making sure we don't hit a wall by the end of the season thing, which some pitchers have. We've seen that happen because, you know, the first year they made that run two years ago, Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler have never really been in that position. And then remember, that then factors into your offseason being shorter, and then you got to ramp back up, and you don't know what that's like, and you don't know how to go through that experience with your body until you actually do. And now they're starting to get comfortable realizing that, hey, we're in this every single year. We're running through this. The the Houston Astros aren't making excuses. They sleepwalk into the ALCS every single season, and they're not crying and complaining about short off seasons. They just take the bull by the horn. The next year, they win their division. They're winning that AL again. They're going to the World Series. If you're going to be built to sustain success, then there's no complaining about that part of it. You have to find a way. And it ties together with the Eagles the same way with this whole sustained success thing. That's why with the coordinators, I get all nervous. If, if you're going to be legit, then Nick Sirianni has to figure it out a little bit because you're constantly going to churn a bunch of your coordinators to new cities and new teams basically every single season. If you're built to sustain success, you got to work out these kinks, iron out some of these details and – Really, how we started the show today was comparing Nick Sirianni to Rob Thompson, and that's how we sort of 
put a bow on it all. So I, I got a question for you, though, Ben, in regards to Philly's games. And uh, by the way, you did a lot of things out in Wisconsin. Yes? Yeah. I see. Uh, are, are you are you into the Brewers at all? How does, where does that stand? I talked about them a lot. Okay. No, no, I don't like the Brewers. I'm just curious if it, Gosh, if, no. if it's a secondary kind of thing. Like if the Phillies weren't doing well, I would root for the Brewers kind of thing. No, you, you no way. You don't feel that strongly well, about I, it? I, I root for, you know, the people out there to be happy. Okay. Generally right. speaking. But okay. no, I, I don't like the Brewers. Okay. So I didn't know if the Reese Hoskins signing well, changed anything. Well, they... Honestly, it kind of comes down to the fact that their social media team was stealing Valor by tweeting him in a Brewers jersey hitting the home run. You didn't like that? Not at all. It's a hell of an edit, though. Hoskins had more home runs in that postseason run than the Brewers have had in the playoffs in like three decades. The Brewers are always that team that's fighting around there for that division, and then they end up collapsing in the whole shebang. You can't trust the Brewers. I, like, I'm, I'm happy for Reese. I hope Reese plays well. Me too. But that's it. Would you have brought him back if you could? Or, or did you not see a fit no, at all? No, I didn't see a fit. I would have played him at first. Actually, you know what? I, I might want to amend what I said. I kind of want the Brewers to win now because I think Craig Council is kind of a backstabbing, you know? Yeah, uh-huh. Um, yes. Kind of a scummy move. Dude, big time, right? So, like, he's a hate the face almost. For that reason, I, I might root for the Brewers this year. I love it. I love it. Okay. All right, I want to thank everybody so much for hanging out with us today. That was Ben Kenny producing. Did an amazing job. I want to thank all the callers, everyone who tweeted in, just everybody who listened. Thank you all so much. I'm Broach, who filled in for the afternoon show. Coming up next is Ricky Ricardo. Don't go anywhere. This is 94 WIP. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.